Grab a coffee, pour a cuppa, and join us, your hosts, Jasmine and Stephanie, as we discuss all things health, fitness, and well-being. A to Z well-being. Um, to today and for those that are joining us from last week and are new this week um, this week we're talking about coping strategies and positive daily rituals within lockdown Um, and we are going to be bringing on our special guest Jess Baxter at the end so please stay around for that because she's got a really important message that she's going to share with us all today so I think it's really um, really really worth hearing um, but yeah, so how are, you, how are you coping, guys? And Steph, how are you coping? From day one to day now, do you feel there's been a shift? Oh, totally. Totally. I think, for me, it was um, the, the unknown. Like like yourself, Jazz, I like to plan. Um, not plan, uh, you know, I'm quite free-spirited in certain regards, but like I, I do like to kind of... I'm quite ambitious and I like to know what's coming next. So it was a really strange time at the beginning for me where, where I really just felt a little bit lost, I guess. Yeah. Um, but now I, I mastered it. I've got it down. She's <laughs> I've mastered lockdown. <laughs> Good. Oh, I'm pleased. Hey? I'm, I'm pleased. That makes me happy. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's it's really strange, and I've I've spoken to lots of different people about this, and I don't I've not yet found someone who disagrees, but it's very much so. You have some days where you're like, yes, I'm gonna smash it, and I'm gonna go for the run, and I'm gonna eat really good, and I'm gonna reach out to friends and family, and you feel really productive. And then other days, it's almost like the polar opposite, and you just don't want to get out of bed, and it's. Okay, those days are kind of less and less now than they were at the start, maybe, but they're still there, and there's still um, there's still that doubt that kind of comes in. But something um, I definitely feel that is very, very I'm very, very aware of personally, which is why I'm really glad we're talking about this today, is that having a good routine and having a good daily um, not not schedule, but just something to um, to give you purpose and yeah, yeah. Like 
these things, and I think that can be quite hard on some people to think, oh, I don't, I don't have a language I want to learn. I don't have a book I'm currently reading. You know, and, and then you beat yourself up about it. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to study. Or, you know, those kind of things. I, I don't think you should compare yourself to other people. I think everyone's process is going to be slightly different on how they've coped. What's What's been your process, Jazz? Like, how have you? Because I know you like a list as much as I like a list. Um, so I bet there's a list on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Um, listening to you speak then and mentioning how it's it's changed, I think that is a real that's a real um a key thing. And I'm I'm sure for lots of you listening, it would be the same. What was what you were using as your coping strategies? You didn't really think there were coping strategies in the real world when we weren't in a pandemic. Um, but they were. There were things. You know, you go to the gym, you'd meet friends. They were your life pleasures, your life joys. And they were your coping strategies of, of everyday life. And now they're very much changed. And even so, from the start of lockdown, like you were saying, Steph, compared to now, um, it has changed for me. And, and I think at the start, I was that person that was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I need to do all this. And I'm, I'd write a list that was too long and it was unobtainable. And then I'd feel really down about the fact that I didn't complete the list. And it's just that vicious cycle of, and, and I think it's really key to point out that there's very different personality types in that you might fall into that category. And I'm not saying that's a good category to be in because it really stressed me and I'm sure lots of people who experience that out. But if you fall into other category, you could be in the sense of, I just don't have the motivation to make myself do anything. And really you want to sit in between. You want to find a balance <laughs> and fit in that kind of mid. At the end of the day, you have to find your way to survive that's that's literally the bottom line isn't it and i think it's it's nice to talk out it's nice to talk about the things that we're doing like yourself and and you know and me and, and any, anyone who's listening and like when jess comes on to talk about what she's doing but i also think it's nice to acknowledge that and get ideas but at the end of the day you have to do what feels right for you absolutely in, in and um, you know we're all in different situations like jazz's living situation is going to be different to my living situation mm. and within those living situations comes different hurdles that you have to cross every day in order to get by um and it's how you deal with that that you know that that hurdle that day is is going to be personal to you i also i have um i went to drama school i had a, I have a group of drama school friends and you know they're, they're different to the, the girls that i live with different to the girls that i've worked with and and it's really interesting talking to your different groups of friends um, and finding out how they're coping. And also learning that some people haven't noticed much of a change in their lifestyle. So we're kind of saying, how are you coping? What are you doing? What are your strategies? And then there's other people saying, oh, look, I actually don't feel anxious at all. I feel great. My life hasn't really changed much. In fact, the social anxiety that I used to get from going out in public situations going to the gym and let people see me work out, which can be very stressful to some people. You know, all those those anxiety issues, those social anxieties have actually gone for some people because they're in the comfort of their own home, they can work out at home, no one's watching, they haven't got the social pressures that they had before, feeling bad about not going and doing things. So everyone's completely different with their, their kind of reaction to the whole situation and... and how they feel about it I think it's really interesting the more people I speak to the more I'm just like just you like learning so much about people learning so much about how people are coping I think it's really fascinating yeah it is and, and like you say everyone everyone is so different and 
And I think what, what's nice about this today is that we want this to be a real um, kind of open, shared discussion. So um, we're, we're each going to kind of share our rituals and what we're doing at the moment. But by all means, everyone listening in, feel that you can um, that you can leave a comment about what you're doing or if you've got questions as we go through. Um, because really, sharing sharing is caring. <laughs> Yeah, um, so if I kind of just reel off what I'm doing and then we can kind of compare, but um, I, I, what I find fascinating about humans is that we do actually love routine, so the, the people that, that, you know, thrive off change, I actually, I, I, I thrive off change, Steph, I know you do, because we, our personality types, we like to travel, but actually instinctively, there is still, there will be parts of us that innately like a routine and like comfort and like familiarity because of how we're hardwired. So, um, so this being a change to our routine, it takes a while to kind of get into the new swing of things. But my, I'm quite regimented in, in what I do. I, I wake up naturally, um, probably because I don't have to get up for a job anymore. <laughs> um, but I wake up, so I wake up naturally um, early anyway, and I will always start my day reading, meditation, coffee. And then the phone and devices go on and I start um, I start a course or, or, or networking with what I'm doing in that day um, before I work out. And that's my morning every morning. And, and sometimes it can get a bit monotonous, but I actually, more, more of the time I feel quite, I, I enjoy it more than I find it monotonous. Sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, Groundhog Day, same thing again, I'll go for a walk. But actually I thrive off that morning routine and that sets me up for a good afternoon um does yours differ much from that what sort of things do you do in the morning um i think i've i've tried to to do the meditation thing when i first got up but it, it doesn't it i've discovered through the process that i prefer to do that in the evening um which has been quite interesting for me because I, I didn't think that would be the case i felt like I, I used to feel like i need to do it first in the morning it's going to set me up for the day but actually in this scenario um it's been a little bit different i don't know if it's because i have nowhere to go um so i don't i, I want to get myself up and get moving because i actually don't have anywhere that i need to go so so the first thing i do is actually i exercise so i literally wake up take my supplements <laughs> um and then and then and that's what i do every morning and then i go and exercise that's the first thing i do um my evening ritual is probably um Related to my morning ritual, I, I, I will try and listen to positive affirmations before bed, I will try and meditate before bed, but I will write my plan for the next day, and that's become my ritual. I love that. It's something that I have to do now, before I go to bed, I have, and I'm at the point that I have to write my workout. If I don't write my workout for the morning, then I probably won't exercise, and then I'll probably get myself into a slump, and I won't get up early, and I won't do the things that I plan to do that day. So, very much it's kind of, night before is kind of like my my routine that I desperately need. I need to write my list for the next day. I need to write my detailed workout for the next day. I need to just think positive before I go to bed. And then when I wake up, I just get up and move. I love that. And that's been really, uh, my, my, pretty much my ritual. Um, I live with some girls, so I actually train a couple of the girls. So they've been joining me for a lot of workouts. I've been training them, which has been really good. Um, and... It's been a it's been a roller coaster of like what I've been doing to be fair, like emotion wise and actually physically what I've been doing outside of exercise. Um, I took a took a couple of weeks to kind of get into the swing of things, and now I've started to build a business and I've actually started to do quite well, and and that's been 
a really good learning curve I'm studying now so every day on my list I have make sure you do one module of your your diploma that you're doing so I've been I've started but it's taken me a few weeks to get into that swing of things and I think it shifted when I started writing a list and doing a positive ritual the night before I went to bed that's I love that because so I do my list on a Sunday and I pre-plan for the week but sometimes I actually prefer what I think I'm going to start implementing that myself because sometimes me on a Sunday has got a very different idea of what me on a Monday looks like <laughs> and I uh, look back and I think oh she was so ambitious <laughs> um, but Yes, <laughs> practice makes perfect on this front. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what are then? Saviour coffee. I feel like I've kind of quite, you, you kind of broke through this period, 
actually talked about opening a business for a year and have kind of half-assed done it here and there and I've actually committed to it now and it's starting to develop which is amazing I'm very excited about this um which is very exciting uh, so that's that's a big that's a huge thing um and the, the the how how you react to that is you know my my attitude and outlook um yeah on my on day to day is it has it has massively improved of course um I think um, the other thing would be practicing yoga for myself. When you when you teach a lot of classes, and like Jasmine obviously knows that she also teaches lots of classes online and stuff, and I still teach. I teach what six classes a week at the moment across a few different places, and that's that's great. But when you teach a lot, from going from when we were in resorts teaching sort of eight classes a day, six days a week, sometimes um, you don't really practice for yourself. Um, so I exercise, I've always found time to exercise myself, but I haven't found time to listen to my body and practice yoga, and I mean like, you know, before I might go to someone else's class, or I might do someone else's class online, or I might do my Ashtanga yoga practice, because I know the routine I don't have to think, and it's been really nice just sitting on my mat and going, how do I feel? Mm. Uh, okay, I'm going to do a supai opening, I'm just going to do it, and it's not about exercise, it's not about increasing my strength, it's not about hitting a pose that I really want to get to, it's just about listening to my body and just practicing and I found a real joy in um, just practicing yoga for me, so that's been definitely something that um, has changed from before and that I really hope, like you said Jasmine, I continue to take on when I leave lockdown because I think that's going to be the challenge because when other things come in, for example I like to go out dancing, um, so you know if it comes to a Wednesday night and I can go to a, a, a Latino event in Bristol, am I going to do that or am I going to go, actually, you know, my body really needs to rest, I'm going to practice some yoga. Like, that's going to be my um, my challenge when it comes to it at the end. But, yeah, definitely practicing yoga um, for myself, definitely uh, growing a business and also, like you said, educating. Like, it's very rare that we have time. I've been talking about doing these courses that I'm doing now for, for six months and I've always had an excuse not to do them. So, it's been really nice having the time um, to, to study, to, to grow and develop. I think what's really important is, is that we can kind of recognise these, these silver linings. And maybe some of you listening now can think, you know, we, we, we're kind of hardwired to look at the negative of situations, but can any of you kind of maybe pinpoint some areas that have been really positive for you, be it you've been able to spend more time with family or you've been able to spend more time on yourself, connecting and, and um, really understanding yourself innately because that's something that we've definitely had more time to be able to do and it and it might not have always been a really positive or a really fun experience um, because a lot of us will be in in different states of suffering depending on you know how we're feeling in that particular moment but it's still good um inquiry to make of yourself how you're feeling and like you like you say Steph you know going into into a practice and really like just intuitively asking what it is that your body needs and I really hope this does stay with us I'm hoping these are some things <laughs> so what sort of things do you guys look forward to in the day so are there any things in the day that you have that are like that's what I look forward to or or on the weekend that you think I'm gonna listen to a really really fun podcast with two really weird really weird people <laughs> I, I don't know, I think 
talking to you on a Saturday morning I always love, like obviously we speak a lot jazz, but um, catching up, connecting with people has really, it's been really nice. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a big one. Taking a moment just to um, appreciate how lucky you are as well, I think. I was talking to someone about this yesterday and like, um, there was a, a, an old gentleman who'd been sick and he, I don't know if it was in the news or I don't know if you told me this, but he basically said like the one thing um, that made him sound that he wasn't very well um, is thinking how grateful he is to have his family and how excited he is to see them again. And like that, that literally like makes my heart hurt <laughs> because I, I think about my family and like when I video call my niece and, and I, I, feel, I swear to God she's growing in this time so much and, I, and like every day every time I video call her she looks like she's older and, and I know she is but that sounds really silly but like I just it, it just warms me so much and I can't wait I, I, I appreciate so much more the people in my life now um and that's really that's really positive and also the friendships I'm developing with people that weren't in my life before which has actually happened for me which has been really nice as well um, and like you say, it's those little iced coffee, <laughs> and it, and it's those little things, like you say, like like relatives and friends and and people that you you might have taken for granted in ways, and and coffee. I love your coffee ritual, and Monica, just reading your co- your comment now, like for lots of us, I think coffee is the savior, <laughs> um, and it's and it's those little things that you just would have looked past, really, and not really thought much about, but it's it's given us time to be grateful for those things and. And, you know, if we can learn to practice anything from this time, it, I think that being grateful is something that you can take with you because it doesn't take time. You can have, you can practice gratitude as you fall asleep. You can practice gratitude in any waking moment. Um, and that's just a, an, an overwhelming sense that you can, um, that you can feel you don't have to carve out time for that. So we, yeah, we can definitely see that follow through into, um, into post lockdown, whenever that may be. <laughs> Do you know what? I really enjoy teaching my classes um, because teaching for me wasn't always um, it, well, it was, well. It was a job, but it, it wasn't a job as in like oh, I've got to go to work. I, I as you do have a massive passion for teaching, and you know Steph's teaching classes for um, the studio that she works at weekly as well. So just being able to have that outlet of being able to teach because that's absolutely what makes my soul smile. So being able to teach and to share that's something that definitely. Um, brightens my day and without that I really don't know how I'd feel or sit or if I'd be active or if I'd have the enthusiasm and the positives that I do have so I'm really grateful for social media and I'm grateful for you Instagram thank you very much for having the live feature Tuesday morning at 7am and 
straight after another class at 8am and after that 8am class I have I now have a ritual with one of the girls in my class so I've met her through teaching and now we sit and have a catch up just like this after the class but it's just me and her like the social side is what makes it not feel like a job you know that, that's the reason and when you hear people saying that I you know I this has changed my life this is what gets me going every day I need to do this class so that I can um you know, feel a purpose today so that I can keep moving, so that I can keep energised. Like, those, those are the reasons why we do what we do. And I think um, it's amazing that you, you feel that. I think a lot of teachers probably feel that way, but you have such a passion for it that it, that it is something that you would genuinely, you know, see as one of your highlights to your week. That's, I, that's amazing to be in that position, to be able to say that. Yeah, and to, I think it's lucky to have found, found that thing or one of those things that makes you feel that way. And I, and I think if anyone's listening right now and think, and thinks, well, I don't really know what my passion is, or I don't know what really, really sparks my my, my joy, makes me feel like that. Um, I would just say try as many different things as you can because trying, you know, different outlets, different um, educating yourself in different ways just widens your your brain, your mind, your experiences so much so that you you gain insights into so many different pockets of life that you feel like an overwhelming sense of passion for for so many things um almost feel like life is too short in terms of all the experiences you want to have you just want you want them all <laughs> do you um, what do you do to combat the negativity like i know that a few weeks ago i talked about how jasmine basically got me out of bed one day because i i think i said i had did i say to you i have no purpose oh. and i was like you do have a purpose <laughs> it was a negative emotion towards another person's another person or another person's behavior or actions we'll leave it there and I felt an overwhelming sense of anger annoyance etc etc and something that I really learned to practice when I started practicing at a buddhist center was having negative emotions and this is quite specific to having negative emotions towards somebody else so it's not really general towards the pandemic because we can't blame anyone except no, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> so towards an, towards a specific person, um, I just I had the mantra for myself, or sentence, or paragraph, whatever you want to call it, that feeling a negative way towards someone else, or having these feelings of annoyance, hatred, jealousy, whatever it may be that comes up for me at whatever time, it ne- never helps me, and it doesn't harm them. It, it's negative towards me, and it's and it's a feeling that I am perpetuating for myself. So. And I often have that mantra or that idea come into my head, okay, not straight away, I'm like, oh, everything's fine, but I really have to sleep on it and maybe journal it out. Journaling really helps me when it comes to negativity because I can really kind of get out all of my feelings. Um, but with some negative emotions, if if you know, if you know you can control it, because we can't always, but if you know you can let it pass, it's that idea that it's never going to serve you. 
Um, and yes. that, for me, has been my biggest saviour when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, I guess it, it depends on what you're feeling negative towards. Have you felt have you felt negativity towards a different sort of thing during this during this lockdown, or has it been people? <laughs> people working from home I mean I've spoken to people that said I'm working more now than I ever was when I was when I was doing my nine-to-five because now my laptop's always there um, I work through my lunch break I don't take my lunch break I don't take my break um, so it's setting boundaries for yourself in terms of working it's setting boundaries for yourself socially and and personally so for instance a personal boundary of mine is that like, I will turn my phone off that's personal to me or a personal, a social boundary will be that socially I'm going to make sure I speak to people or have a conversation. You know, you might not necessarily need to put those boundaries in place if it's natural to you, but maybe you need to say, well, actually, I need to take myself away. And I'm going to make that social boundary by withdrawing myself from this situation because I need space and I need time. And that's okay. I think that's what's really hard because you do listen to people go, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is how, you know, everything's amazing right now. I'm doing my lists. I'm doing my study. I'm doing my, all these things. And you're, you're sitting there going, you know, someone said, I'm, I'm talking to my friends and doing game shows every week or whatever it is you're doing. And, and in your head, you're thinking, oh my God, I just want everyone to shut up and leave me alone. And that's okay. And you don't, you don't need to feel bad about that. You don't need to feel bad if you don't want to speak on the phone to somebody. That's okay. Listen to yourself and, and do what's right for you. It, it, it's not personal. It's not personal if you don't want to speak to somebody on the phone. That doesn't mean that you have negative feelings towards that person or you don't like it. That, that's, not, you know, that's not the case. The case is this is a hard time and we need to do things that um, our, our daily rituals or, our, or our, you know, our routine that makes us feel good in this time and if, if today you don't want to speak on the phone then that's fine um you know it, it is personal to you absolutely and and it, again it's having that understanding of yourself and and having the time to question that 
thought that comes up or that emotion that comes up of I need that space. And again, hopefully, if we've, if we've taken this time to really connect and understand that of ourselves, this is such a big, a huge lesson that we could take into the outside world when we're allowed out again. Because by default, there are going to be um, weeks, days, within the month that we don't want to be extrovert and we don't want to go out and see people all the time. And there will be times when it's our absolute time to shine and we're in there and we're ready and we're like, absolutely, you know, let's do all of the things. But it is having that understanding that and that real connection and relationship with yourself, I think so um, invaluable, really. Yeah, and like, if anyone um, tuned in a few weeks ago, we talked about mindfulness in particular, like, you know, Introducing the practice of mindfulness is, is, is such a good thing to introduce now for those exact reasons. You know, the practice of understanding your thoughts, good and bad, and then understanding how to, you know, once you practice mindfulness, once you start to acknowledge those thoughts, you can then start to react in a different way rather than, you know, rather than instantly react, you can maybe control your reactions, control your emotions, practice your breathing techniques, practice your meditation, all those things. Um, and this is a, that, that's a really good time to do that, to go, okay, this is, this is how I'm feeling today. I'm practicing mindfulness. I'm being mindful of how I feel. I don't think me speaking to that person today is going to benefit anybody. So I'm just going to take myself socially outside, out of that situation, practice my boundaries. Then tomorrow is a new day and I'll pick up the phone and, and, and try again. You know, it's, yeah. that's, that's totally and, okay to do that. And that sort of practice then gives you the strength to be able to respond and not react to that situation which is something that we're all trying to 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 do you know we don't want a split instant reaction that we're always going to kind of respond and have our our ego or our innate inner child kind of do that instant reaction thing if we take time and I'm so guilty of that I'm so guilty of that myself um but if we really learn to take time and to and to take a step back then we just come from such a a more level place of calm and understanding and yeah it'll be interesting do you know what? maybe we'll have like a re we'll have like a rewind in two years time and we'll be like do we do all these things still or are we just workaholics <laughs> um but i think a you know a big thing in terms of coping strategies is is a lot of people like to think um for me me pre-lockdown my coping strategy was always plan 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 have a plan for my plan and a plan for my plans plan love a plan that then I literally when she said my coach my strategy before this I was literally I wanted just to write plan, <laughs> plan. and um and and this has taught me yes it's it's good it's not bad to have a plan but you you are only the moment that is now so no matter how far you plan in the future or you plan tomorrow or you plan six your, your six week your six year plan you, you're only the moment that is now. So if you're not happy in the now, in the moment, thinking that you'll be happy in a future moment is really irrelevant because in that future moment, when you get there, that will be the present moment. And you still have to live in and exist in yourself at that time. I hope that this makes sense as I'm saying it because I've heard lots of people talk about this in a really literate way. So I'm hoping I make sense. Um, but it's that really that really rung true to me because I always was like my life will start in the future I'll be happy when that happens for me when I get that job I will have sorted it out when I do this this will start and actually 
really we need to do as much as we can to exist in the present and to and to enjoy and be content in the present to be able to enjoy anything in the future yeah I totally agree with that Jazz. so I think it's like when we were talking about the problems so um, we were talking about the problems that you have the problems that you've had pre-lockdown are actually the same problems that you have now in lockdown as well like they haven't changed so it is about kind of living in the moment and not kind of not pre-planning, but not, not panicking about predicting the future, because you can't. <laughs> we just don't know what's going to happen, so no. you have to kind of live in the moment and, and try and just enjoy what happens today, um, and maybe write a list for tomorrow. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting that balance, isn't there? It's having, it's having a plan, it's, it's, it's being organised to make you less anxious, but it's equally just not projecting all of your energy into the future. And then equally, you might say, well, actually, no, I project into the past. I live in the past. I live in a past moment that happened, a past relationship, a past friendship circle. You know, those people that say, oh, school was the best years of my life. I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> That's the worst time ever. But I, think, I think we do that as an escape sometimes, don't we? Like, to escape how we're feeling right now, it's like, you know, to escape... Oh, I don't know, I always go to, to relationships, but like to escape the pain that you're feeling right now, you look back and with rose tinted glasses on most things, and sometimes that's completely um, accurate, but often it's because we are too scared to live in the moment and to, to, to just be present. We're thinking, oh, it was so much better then, or oh, now this has happened. Um, I'm not going here in a few months and I'm so annoyed about that and then but actually if you just focus on the now like we say talking about mindfulness if you focus on the present moment you're actually fine so stop living in the, in the past and with rose tinted glasses looking at this you know what what you could have should have would have whatever that saying is um, you know and, and stop looking into the future and thinking you know I was supposed to be doing this I'm so angry and just living in the moment and going okay well, what can I do right now I think that's really important. Like more, the, I think the one thing for me, this whole this whole experience has just really just hit home with me with practicing mindfulness completely. Um, yeah, it it just changes everything. Yeah, hugely. And it's almost like we don't have much of a much of a choice, do we? Because we can't pre-plan much of the future. So if there's any a if there's any a time <laughs> that it's time to sit in the now, it's when you don't have a future. <laughs> That, that is that is pre-planable. We do have a future. I didn't say I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I'm very hopeful for um, the future. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Um, and I do think, like, just quickly before, I'm going to jump off and get let Jess come on to talk about her her um, her strategies through lockdown. But just kind of like recap what we were talking about, like the things that we have found really helpful for us. And again, it is is personal to us. Is is setting those boundaries, social, emotional work-related boundaries absolutely I think is key in this time um, writing your your lists and not giving yourself too much of a, of a list you know just giving yourself a list that is achievable you know always think about goals that are achievable because you know when we talked about meditation on our week we talked about meditation you know we started with one minute of meditation a day why because you can achieve that and you'll feel good after it and it's the same with writing a list write a list that is achievable attainable that you can tick off and feel satisfied at the end of the day. Um, exercise, like our first podcast was about exercise and absolutely it has been my saviour. It's the first thing I do in the morning. I know obviously Jazz teach lots of classes and, you know, it is, it is a saviour 
for people joining in and, and also people teaching, but also just for you, the, the endorphins that are released and those happy hormones, you will feel better for moving your body. Um, getting out and having a walk um, has never been so good. <laughs> I think like getting out into nature. Um, cooking, cooking is a really good one, like looking at recipes, pre-planning, preparing healthy meals, you know, eating well will make you feel better. That sense of achievement when you've cooked something as well, you feel really good and the, the act of sharing that with people you, you live with or just sharing it with yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and educating as well. Like, I think, you know, obviously we're talking about um, the list of things that we've kind of practised through this time, I think. But there's definitely um, some thinking about, you're talking about today what we've been practising. I know those, those are tools that will help people. You know, they have been, you know, on days where I felt like I can't get out of bed, they have been what has, has helped me. So I definitely feel like they're things to try. Um, but I'm going to jump off, Jazz. I hope Jess is here, ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think I just closed myself. Okay, off. well, thank you, Steph. And, good, and goodbye, Steph. See you next week. And, yes, we're going to bring... Jess on so let's see if um if technology works and serves us well so Jess you have to request to be with us <laughs> this is when technology would just be like nope <laughs> so if you put in that request oh there we go I can see you <laughs> so Jess is Jess Baxter Balance Baxter is joining us now uh, we're just bringing her on, and she's an expert in the, hello, <laughs> Jess is an expert uh, fitness professional in the health, sport and nutrition world, uh, with a um, strong passion for the brain and the relationship with body and brain, and what's really um, interesting about me and Jess is that we actually met many moons ago. Um, at a dance audition when we were in the dance world, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, which feels like forever ago. And our paths have crossed again um, in work before this uh, before this lockdown. So, how are you, Jess? <laughs> Can you relate in ways? Did you have a moment where it kind of clicked for you as well? Yeah, I mean, it's very cheesy, um, but for me, the moment that it clicked was um, listening to your guys' podcast because it started to trigger something for me to think, okay, I want to be productive. That's really interesting. How can I do something similar? And then for there, I was like, yeah, okay, got it rolling. And then I started to my plan. Yeah. Like something that I'm interested in. And Perfect. And I think, I think that's it, isn't it? It's like surrounding yourself either, you know, we can't physically, but like with social media, it's, it's, it's having people around that kind of resonate with you and, and you know, motivate you in ways. Um, and I think that's been a massive thing for me. I've been trying to make sure that you know, people that I'm surrounding myself with are on a similar, similar wavelength. So we kind of building, building each other up. But, um, but yeah, so Jess, um, we spoke last week about, um, something that you come up with and what I love about this is 
is um, sometimes you'll be thinking, right, I know I need to be productive or I know I need to feel good, but I don't really know how. Um, and you know you need to tick certain boxes, but what, what are those boxes that I need to tick to feel that way? Whereas this, what you've come up with, is just so concise, but to the point and so accessible for everyone and everyone, anyone and everyone, to be able to say, yeah, I can apply that to my day or I can apply that to my week. So do you want to talk through what it is you have come up with? Because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. And do you know what I love about that is it, it, it's great for no matter what your personality type is, whether you struggle to motivate yourself or if you are an, a perfectionist and kind of an overachiever, um, you, you can still tap into it and you can still use it because for the people that always feel like they underachieve, like you say you did that day, you're like, what have I done? I've not been productive. Well, actually, if you look on it, you're like, well, actually, I've done loads. And then equally for the people that really struggle to do things, they can look at that algorithm and, algorithm? Acronym? Words. <laughs> and they can really say, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, but not put an abundance of pressure on themselves so they feel overwhelmed. And it's just, and it's just so, it's so accessible and I, and I absolutely love it. I love yeah, it. <laughs> kind of stemmed from um, the relationship with body and brain and um, you mentioned about the chemicals and we've spoke about that in, in previous weeks how much would you say the importance of um, that feeling of accomplishment so being able to tick those things off from your parcel or to say I've done x y and z how important would you say that that is for those happy hormones and that brain 
relationship and that, that happy kind of brain feeling that we get, would you say that's important? You know, that, that's, that's actually touching on um, a topic that we're going to discuss it in like um, a future week. And it's that, um, it's that kind of satisfaction with self. And, and I know exactly what you mean about that, that hormone. Is it oxytocin that um, when you hug someone, um, that's, that, that's that happy hormone that you feel. And, and it's such a valid point. That is one of, the, that's one of the key happy hormones that we are just, a lot of us are not getting access to. Um, and you think about on a daily basis, especially, um, I don't know about everyone else, but being in the industry we're in, it's quite a huggy industry. You're quite tactile with people. Um, or maybe that's just, <laughs> I don't know, maybe just person to person, but having that human contact. So, so being aware that actually we are, we're going to be deficient in oxytocin and we're not going to have that. It's almost, we need to have a little bit more, um, place a little bit more importance on those other ones that we need to, to spike and the ones that we can do through ticking off that parcel. Yeah, it is. It just is so important and all these little things come together. I love hugging. I love hugging too. <laughs> um, all these little things just come together and can really help us right now. And it's just such a fantastic time to learn a little bit more about yourself as well. Like, how, how do you self-motivate? How can I reflect? How can I... Yeah, like a self-retreat, almost. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, thank you so much for coming on, Jess. Um, I want to just talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. So, next week is, is going to be amazing. We have another special guest that we're bringing on. Um, and the main topic is going to be mental health. And with a focus um, towards the kind of second half on um, men's mental health. Now... I know most of our listeners um, are women, and we have some men as well, but majority are women, so you might be thinking, oh, that's um, maybe not um, needed for me, but actually the importance of, of us all understanding mental health from every perspective is, is so important. So I think I'm really, really looking forward to it because it's, it's an area, men's mental health is an area being a woman, I'm not so clean. I'm not so clued up on. And our special guest <laughs> is gonna um, give us lots of information and discuss his own coping strategies in this um, in this unprecedented time. Um, but I hope you have all uh, enjoyed today. It will be uploaded to Spotify as always. Big thank you to Jess. You can find her on Balance Baxter. Um, and yeah, and thank you, Steph. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.
you for listening to this episode of A to Z Wellbeing. If this information has been of any help or interest to you, please share it with others so we're able to reach and therefore help more people. Until next time.